Well, hello, and welcome back to another great, scary, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LaBooth, and this is my co-host on the phone over here, Stephanie. Stephanie LaBooth. She's over here eating and on the phone at the same time. But we got some good shows for you today. We're going to continue doing prisons. These are just some of the scariest prisons I found on the internet around the United States. So, hope you like it. Hope you like it. But just want to say thanks to everybody for all the downloads and the new followers, followers we were getting. So, yeah, man, it's all looking good. We're getting... Bigger and bigger, little by little. So just want to say thank you, thank you. And especially to everybody around the world. We've got people that listen to us from everywhere. And I want to say thank you very, 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 very much. So, but uh, for the 150th episode, I'm going to get in detail and give all the shouts out to the the, uh, places that listen to us the most and all that. So I think it'll be fun, but. <clears throat> Excuse me. Clear my throat here and let's get ready for the first uh story story we have. Okay, our first prison we are going to talk about is the Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary in Tennessee. It is in Petros, Tennessee. A common theme among the most haunted places are areas where people died frequently. In one old prison in East Tennessee, Tennessee fits right into that theme. The small town of Pedros hides a hidden gem. Nestled in the town of 526 stands a prison that once held some of the state's most dangerous prisoners. In recent years, it has been a tourist attraction and hosted a uh, hosted concerts that held up to uh, 4,000 people. The Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, also known as the End of the Line, originally opened in 1896 as a coal mine in the wake of a bloody labor battle, according to the historical Bushy Mountain State Penitentiary website. The coal mine was built on the bank on the back of inmates as a common practice of the time was uh, for the prisoner prisoners to be leased to work mm, excuse me in coal mines this practice led to the Cold Creek War which began in 1891 and lasted just over a year it started when miners who were citizens attacked and burned a state prison the stockades the stockades and mines and then took the prisoners prisoners and guards into a trail headed out of town the ensuing battles between mining companies in the state against the coal miners are what eventually caused legislation to be passed to be built the state's first maximum security prison according to the prison website the Brushy uh, Mountain State Penitentiary. The unnamed spirits of the White Oak Flat Cemetery. 
Well, maybe if they didn't bury them in flat oak, (laughs) they wouldn't be mad. The history recorded by the penitentiary explains how many of the prisoners who worked in the mine died. The website says says that while there was never a death row at its prison, there was plenty of death. It is said that as many as three to four out of black prisoners were affected by syphilis and tuberculosis and typhoid fever and uh, pneumonia, and were all the all of them were also common. They said, <clears throat> "Man, that's a lot of crap to have to worry about getting sick." <clears throat> but back then, you know, they didn't have uh, real good facilities for people. Nope, but if these but if these diseases did not kill the prisoners, being uh, Routinely beaten for un uh, wow, unexplained nice. things, that's... and the minds may have led to their end too. Yeah, getting beat to death. Oh, that's a uh... wow. Uh, yeah, that's just handy. That's just mean. By nineteen thirty-one, the prison held nine nine hundred and seventy-six men, which was three hundred or more than it was supposed to. The state sought to manage its overcrowding by building a new prison, which opened in 1934. In the morning, clouds hang very low over the Brushy Mountain State uh, Prison. Before the closing um, ceremony in Petrus, Tennessee. I guess they do a ceremony there. Don't know what the that has to do with anything, but let me get my pay. Come on, <laughs> it ain't funny. You know how it is when you're trying to get something and it's going and it just wouldn't come. Okay. And one of the complex is the state's oldest prison, at 113 years old. It's uh, I was talking about it being closing. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go, talking about the new prison. Plans were drawn for a new con- a new structure to be made of of reference of oh of reinforced concrete, and they made convicts break sandstone out of the nearby curry or quarry to build the new prison. Constructed it construction constructed in the <laughs> shape of a uh, Greek cross. It stood four stories high, boasted battlements atop, and by 1934 it was surrounded by an 18-foot stone wall for a moment that uh, things got better. The new prison was safer, more sanitary, and it built in the shape of a cross, offering inmates a narrow path to redemption. The prison says when... the prison says when unex- when oh when explaining the construction of the new uh, buildings mining continued to be the mission of the uh, prison until at 1960 and some beds were added to those uh, uh lesser uh, less offenders according to the prison the new maximum security inmates were able to be 
introduced to introduced with jobs and serving the outside community while it's a reputation as the uh, last stop for the worst of criminals became more of a legendary uh, legend overnight. Some hurry, some, uh, some stories of horror, horror stories still come out from the prison, even though it's closed. Here's a, uh, one of the cell blocks they're talking about. In 1957, the hole was finally shut down. In the hole in a prison, that's where they would stick you when you messed up, got in a fight, or did something, you know. They'd stick you in the hole, in which was a hole. It was a cell block. It just had, a lot of times they didn't have a bed in it. All they had was a a bucket of water, one for you to poop and pee in, and one for you to have some water in, if you got that. A lot of times they didn't give you nothing, so... Yeah, pretty crazy how they uh, are. So in nineteen fifty seven the hole was finally shut down. But the D block was built to keep the worst of the inmates isolated from the others. And it just helped to build on the site of the old uh, death house. This side this side had been where inmates die uh, dead bodies would be kept until they were given back to their families or buried in the uh, local cemetery there. Why would you... Oh, I get, like... What? Giving it back to the family, but, like, wouldn't you want to cremate it first? And it's like, here you go. Well, that's probably what they did, but they, had to get, but they had to get permission from the family first. Oh. No, I don't want his dead body back. Yeah. <laughs> By 1969, the prison was classified classified as a maximum security prison once again, housing some notable notable pri- prisoners, including James Earl, Earl Ray, who confessed to assassinating Dr. Martin Luther King what? and oh, Paul yeah. Dennis Reed, nicknamed the uh, fast food killer. The prison closed on July 2nd, 2009, but now visitors can visit and tours are offered through the prison. When it is closed, it was the uh, state's oldest prison at 113 years old, according to uh, the local historians. And they say it is haunted by plenty of ghosts, especially in D-Block, of course. (laughs) But that seems like a cool place to go check out. I'd love to go check out an old prison like that. But he wouldn't spend the night. He would get too scared and check oh, it out. Oh, God. I, I would. I'd, I don't know. I would have to. I mean, I really want to. <laughs> but I'd be like, uh, I, I don't know. Hi, ghost. Oh. Really, Steph? See? That's why you don't need to be in here oh. trying to relax and get all comfy. I'm sorry. I got this ain't your local late off. night talk show. <laughs> yeah. So just stop. Well, it's 8.02. It's uh, my show, not yours. It's you technically got your... my show. No, it's not. You got your <laughs> own show that you don't even take care of, so booger off. You reach you and put it off to the side. We have been busy, so you can't say that. Blah, blah. You never remind me. Name next. I don't remember. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now we're going to do our next story. Come on. I swear I cannot (laughs) get papers apart tonight. 
Okay. <laughs> Our next one we are going to do. All right. Our next uh, story is the uh, Alcatraz Prison in San Francisco Bay. <laughs> now, a lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about here on the Alcatraz kind of hits all over the place. So, The best way to learn about the uh, haunted history of a place is to jump right into to it and see for yourself. Number one, they say when you go here, you need to visit cell 14D. And cell 14D is one of the cells that prisoners were sent to as punishment. Visitors often report feeling raw coldness in Excuse me. They feel a raw coldness entering the room, like more than one spirit is like more than one more than one spirit is present there. Oh, that's not scary. That would be kind of freaking creepy. I'd be like, ah, did someone just let its wrath through? Wasn't me. In the 1940s, a man actually died in in cell 14D. The guards found him strangled in the floor of the in the floor of his room. Rumor has it, the night before his death, he kept screaming that a creature with a glowing with glowing eyes was trying to kill him. If that doesn't scare you, go ahead and explore that cell for yourself. Okay, Could you imagine being in a prison and hearing that oh, and, and not knowing if it's real? Oh, yeah. Nope. I mean, just hearing, help me. Nope. All right, here's our second piece of information. Or being a guard or something? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Take a walk through cell blocks A, B, and C. This. This is where Alcatraz visitors frequently hear crying and moaning. In addition to that, a uh, a psychic reported in encountering a male a male violent spirit named Butcher here. Well, that's not scary at all. Yeah, you died there, and your name's Butcher. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, he wanted uh, want to uh, guess the uh, prisoner's record sh- uh, show. A man nicknamed Butcher was assa- was assassinated with or was assassinated here back in the nineteen forties. So they kept hearing a voice of a man named Butcher. Come to find out, there was a guy that was his nickname was Butcher. Oh, kind of spooky. <laughs> okay. Our number three thing. Listen to the ban- uh, banjo music in the showers. Okay. Um, if I heard banjo music in the showers, I think I'd leave. And number one, why would I be taking a shower in Alcatraz? How about no? <laughs> Al Capone, the infamous American gangster, spent some last years in Alcatraz uh, scrubbing or scrumming along with the uh, prison banjo band. Due to fearing the due to 
due to fearing that he would be killed if he uh, dared to play the banjo out of out in the open. He resolved to practice it in the uh, showers. Some say they can still hear the banjo music playing through the night. Nope. That's crazy. If there's some banjo music coming out of my showers, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, Capone. Pervert. And you watch me taking the shower. Pervert. All right. Now we have the last part of this. Why is Alcatraz haunted? Alcatraz was built to break the spirits of even the most rebellious criminals. But a lot of people don't know this. Alcatraz, before it was a prison, was a fort. The Union used it back in the day. Oh, yeah, it was, an, it was a fort at first for a while. Uh, okay. They used it for shipping crack. No, <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in 1933, the U.S. government decided to open a maximum security, minimum privilege prison to deal with the worst criminals of all time. Inmates who inmates who broke one who broke one the prisoners or uh, broke one of the many prisoners rules would be punished by being sent to what is known as the rock. So. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I had to do the sound effects. And then uh, here's another thing that they would have to do to kind of break them down. Before entering the uh, entering their cell, they would uh, they would have to strip their cell, uh. and then they would have to strip their self down naked. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. And then the, some cells had no mattresses, no sink, no lights, and all that, like in the hole. Nope. And sometimes uh, the only toilet paper was a. Uh, book or uh, papers from a book or something if you could do that yeah you have to go dry oh i wonder how edgy they would yeah Uh uh-uh no so yeah that's some uh fun stuff about the old alcatraz that's another place i'd like to go check out because uh they say it's haunted too there's a prison somewhere uh i think like europe or something but like it's not like any other order an ordinary prison in like the United States. It's so fancy. They keep you occupied. Like there's a library, there's a stables where you can like they make you work basically. Good. Like, but it's like super fancy. <laughs> well, we talk about a uh, haunted ones here. Which isn't <laughs> fancy prisons from around the world with Stephanie. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is Ghost stories told from the south. <laughs> okay, man, we're just trucking along. Sorry if this one's going to be just a little short. We've got two more stories left, but they'll be good. But let's take a little break right here. You ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you... Ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? 
Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really, What's really, really out, out There. And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am your father. co-host, Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, unsolved urban la- murders, unsolved mysteries, murders, mysteries uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out, out there. there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every platform. Mm-hmm. We have a YouTube channel, too, or channel. So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's What's Really Really Out There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. Well, I hope you like that commercial. Me and Steph's going to start catching that one up. Okay, our next story is the Eastern State Penitentiary in Pennsylvania. Over there by Transylvania. <laughs> okay. The uh, Eastern State Penitentiary sits in the middle of Philadelphia's Vermont neighborhood. And it does. It sits right in the middle of a neighborhood. The decaying the castle-like stru- structure is one of the America's most notorious prisons and considered the most haunted site in Pennsylvania. Today, the massive historical structure is open for public tours and host of Halloween haunts and house attractions. Yeah, I believe it's a haunted house during the uh, during Halloween. Oh. That'd be awesome. Is this old prison truly a paranormal hot spot, or is it just me? Here are some fun little facts. When it was built, the Eastern State Penitentiary was one of the most expensive buildings in the United States. The Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures conducted a paranormal investigation there at the prison and captured disembodied voices, shadows, figures, and other unexplained bumps in the night. Great. And That's probably great. Dak or probably Zach said, "Come here, hit me, <laughs> hit me." One day he's gonna get his ass kicked by a ghost. <laughs> he is a ghost is gonna beat him up because he always says, "Hit me, push me, tough guy." <laughs> Come on. One day it's gonna happen. <laughs> We're all gonna laugh at him. <laughs> then a no- the notorious criminal like Al Capone and bank robber Willie Sutton did time in Eastern Eastern State Penitentiary too. Is the Eastern State Penitentiary haunted? The penitentiary is on is on some of the people's bucket list for the most paranormal investigation uh, groups to go check out, you know. The teams brave enough to search for evidence of paranormal entities do not ever seem to leave empty-handed. Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters revealed what happened to be the apparition of a man walking through cell block 
uh, 2. A crew for the Travel Channel's Most Haunted recorded, recorded objects being moved on their own. Investigators with the uh, production claim to have communicated with multi-spirits. That would be crazy. Tour guides and guests experience super, super, <laughs> supernatural activities. When the aging prison opened for tours, people could not stay away. It's located in the middle of the Fourmont uh, Street in Philadelphia. It has become one of the most visited tourist des destinations in Pennsylvania. Thousands of people explore the historic penitentiary every year and several emerge with their own ghost stories. That's why we must go. <laughs> Guests claim to get a glimpse of a man standing in a guard tower on the property. However, there is no way, the, no way to physically get on the top of the tower today. The brick stairs crumbled away years ago. Other employees and tourists hear whispering, giggling, and even whimpering while exploring the property. When the investigation where the noises are when they went to investi investigate where the noises noises were coming from, they never heard, uh, they never could find the source at all. The apparition of a mysterious woman is spotted so often that employees have named her the soap lady because she eats a lot of soap. <laughs> she sits on the uh, last cell on the second floor wearing white. The second floor held the women's cell block when the prisoners were uh, in, uh, oh, when the prisoners when the prison was operational, that's what I was Why trying to say. Why is every woman in every single ghost story wearing white? Like, I don't could know. The, the dress couldn't be green or the outfit couldn't have been yellow. But I always have some little smart remark to say, what if we go to one of these places and they're like, hey, that's that smart ass on that show. <laughs> that's tripping down the stairs. <laughs> Remember he said, I'm a stupid old little stupid ghost in white. <laughs> I'm not original. I'm a stupid lady in white. <laughs> But that's true. Happen. There's always a woman, and there's a lot of the ghost stories of a woman in white. I, I mean, know. come on. <clears throat> okay, the soap lady. She eats a lot. She of sits soap. on the last cell on the second floor wearing. Okay, da 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 da. da. Okay. Al Capone haunted. It, oh, wait. It says Al Capone haunted at Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, he was haunted. Chicago gangster Al Capone spent eight months locked up in Eastern State Penitentiary. Apparently, the spirits of the, of the prison were powerful enough to terrify even the most vicious mobster boss. Uh, kept, uh, Al Capone's criminal network made sure his accumulations at Eastern State Penitentiary were luxurious. So he's still got all the expensive stuff in his cell because he was a mobster with a lot of money and influence. Oh. So he could still get, you know, fancy stuff in his cell. Hey, I'll give you $100. Go give me a talk. Yeah. Where was that? Okay, his cell could have been 
mistaken for a cozy living room complete with oil paintings and fine furnishings. All through he, although he was living like a king, and an un, an unseen force terrified him at night, he would say, the crime boss would let out blood curdling screams in the darkness, begging for someone named uh, Jimmy to leave him alone. Oh God, maybe it was somebody he killed in his past and it came back to give him. Hey, what's up, Mr. Boss? Remember me? No. <laughs> hmm, that's crazy. Many people believe Jimmy may have been the spirit of Jimmy Clark, one of the men killed by Capone's execution orders in the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, I Valentine's forgot that Day. was today while we're recording this. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre. If you haven't heard about it, look it up. It's a uh, mob story. Basically, uh, two men lined up about uh, 12 people. And uh, told them they were the cops. Some oh, other guys yeah. came in, and these mobsters just all shot them dead. Bah, 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 yep. That's why it's called the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, because it happened on St. Valentine's Day. That's when he said, Happy Valentine's, prick. Bah, 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 bah. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. You saw all the couple so happy and lined them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I believe it was Jimmy. Okay. Even after Capone was released from Eastern State Penitentiary, the entity continued to torment Capone. Out of uh, desperation, Capone even, Capone even hired a medium, but that did not even seem to work. Eventually, he lost his mind and ended up in, the, in a mental institution the Ooh. final years of his life. Yeah, he went kind of cuckoo in the head. Now, see, I didn't know about that. About and I'm really into the mob stuff. I didn't know oh, that. Yeah, he loves that mob stuff. <laughs> I did not know Al Capone was haunted by a ghost for a long time. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Let's see. <laughs> What year was the Eastern State Penitentiary established? That's a good question. <laughs> Let's say... Okay. Okay, anyway, it's saying, Let's say you made, uh, you made the mistake of stealing uh, gold jewelry <clears throat> from your uh, rich boss and you got caught. You would expect to be uh, flogged, whipped, or even hung from the gallows. The Quakers of early Philadelphia were Pacific and, of course, left uneasy with it. That's when they dreamt up of a world where criminals could be forced into truly, genuinely regret their crimes without being physically touched. Construction for the um, tika tika, the Eastern State Penitentiary started in 1841. 1814. I mean, I said 1821, didn't I? You threw me yeah. off when you did that. <laughs> That's why I did it. <laughs> the Quakers had no idea their uh, their lofty goal would eventually become considered one of the uh, cruelest forms of corporal punishment. Solitary, convict, con, uh, 
Solitary confinement in Eastern State Penitentiary. On paper, the uh, on paper the accommodations inside the first cell blocks were lavish. When the penitentiary opened in 1821, the building had more more uh, uh, more nice stuff in it than the White House. Each prisoner that their each prisoner had their own cell that was uh, centrally heated with running water. Oh, it was heated, and it had running water in it, and it had a flushing toilet. And the prison prison was immediately. Uh, oh, well, the prison was. Uh, uh, really, really clean back then. And then, uh, what else, Kay? But still, though, it was no like Marriott. But it was, back then for prisons, it was real fancy because, you know, they had running water, uh, toilets and all that stuff. And I think they uh, had electricity, so they might have had. I'm not for sure yet about them. But I know they had running water, and you had to be rich to have running water back then. The uh, goal was to force isolation so the prisoners could truly think about what they had done and fill their uh, hearts with uh, passion or with prestige. I'm sorry. The Quakers thought any uh, unnecessary contact could derail the rehabilitation process. To make sure that it didn't happen, they created masks to put over prisoners' heads so they would not be able to communicate with or see any other of their follow or fellow inmates. So they had to walk around with the mask on. That's pretty shitty. Yeah, it's kind of like how 2020 and uh, all, that, all them years were. Yeah. The rooms were uh, fitted with... Oh, the rooms were fitted with fit doors so they would eat their three square square meal square meals a day in total isolation guards wore fabric over their shoes so prisoners uh, would not hear their footsteps or hear you know hear them coming they sat in a complex silence for most of the day the only book they could uh, read was the bible the only light in their cell was from the eye of God, skylight above. That's what they called their skylights, was the eye of God. Letters from home and visitors were not allowed. If prisoners tried to tape on, or try to tap, tap on pipes or whisper to each other through their events, they would be uh, beaten and uh, sent to the hole. Oh my gosh. The hole. Yeah. Here's another kind of punishment they had. The iron gauge. Oh, I think I heard of that one. Let's say that you're a few (laughs) months into your uh, sentence, and it's 1834, and you cannot bear keeping your mouth shut a minute longer. That's how inmate Matthews or Matthews McCalsey may have felt in 1833. While he was uh, serving time for manslaughter, Mang take that. Oh. That's what he gets. 
uh, well, apparently the iron collar ripped off his tongue. Oh, my God. What unsure blood could not pump through the body. The, uh, the best way to do this was blood could not pump through the body. The, uh, the best way to do this was restrict could not pump through the body. The, uh, the best way to do this was restricting all movement could not pump through the body. The, uh, the best way to do this was restricting all movement could not pump through the body. The, uh, the best way to do this was restricting all movement could not pump through the body. The, uh, the best way to do this was Restricting all movement could not pump through the body. The uh, the best way to do this was restricting all movement pump through the body. The uh, the best way to do this was restricting all movements. The best way to do this was restricting all movements. The mad chair was created so inmates could be stripped. Sicko. Or like bubble, like bubble or that, that, that bubble stuff, stuff that, bubble that bubble wrap. Yes. <laughs> Get up. Sicko. Or like bubble, or that bubble stuff, that bubble wrap. Yes. Get up. Sicko. Or like bubble, or that bubble stuff, that bubble wrap. Yes. Get up. Oh, God. Bubble stuff, that bubble wrap. Yes. When you get up. Oh, God. Oh. Sorry, guys. How did you sound effects? Okay. Restricting the blood flow through any by. Oh. Restricting the blood flow caused damage to the body. Well, no shit. <laughs> and inmates often needed limbs ampu amputated after spending time in the mad chair. Yeah, I wonder fucking why, dumbass. You strap. Just think. Having to sit. For four horrific punishment. A guard would duck your head in the ice cold water, then hang you in a then hang you on A guard would duck your head in the ice cold water, then hang you in a then hang you on a wall all A guard would duck your head in the ice cold water, then hang you in a then hang you on a wall all night hang you in a then hang you on a wall all night. The frigid air would uh, would cause your skin to ice over before morning, and many did not make it through. Well, no shit, you dunked their head in water and then ha wow. <laughs> and here's why the uh, old penitentiary kind of shut down. When the penitentiary kind of shut down. When the massive structure was created in 1828, it generated international attention. Tourists began to flock to the area and ride their ride their wagons in front of the big old uh, prison. It did not take long for the outside world to question the ethics of, of its forced isolation. Charles Dickens visited the prison in his travels, to America and shared his distaste on its uh, on on one of his books about the place. Ooh, By 1913, Quaker's theories on reform or rehabilitation and 
all that was abandoned and the prison largely phased out uh, uh, solitary confinement. Eastern State Prison officially closed the prison in 1979. At the point, the aged building had so many electrical and mechanical problems that it was expensive to restore. Mm. And, like I was saying on this one, there's been uh, hauntings of the guy in the tower. Al Capone had somebody in his room pissing him off, scaring him. <laughs> so Ooh, that movie. place has so much stuff there. Because yeah. you got to think, it opened in 1821 and it closed in 1971. Oh, Lord. So Weren't from, you born in 74? I was born in 76. Oh, okay. So from 1821 to 1921, that's 100 years. And then, let's see, yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60, and then, uh, but it lasted 150 years. Lord have oh, mercy. God. But that place is big and scary. And excuse me. And like I said, they do do a haunted house there, so maybe you can check that out. That's crazy, though. Even big, tough guy Al Capone had something haunting him. I didn't know that about him. And I'm a big time mark for that stuff. All right, guys. Let me get a drink. We got one more to do. One more. <laughs> uh, like I said, takes us four hours to record an hour. <laughs> yeah. We had technical difficulties earlier. And it's only on this podcast. That's what I, know. I get. It's not on Borderline or... Uh, I was about to say ghost stories. Oh, the like others. Jackson's are mine. Okay, our next one is the old Idaho State Penitentiary. This is where the bad Idaho potatoes went <laughs> when they got in trouble. <laughs> the bad Idaho potatoes. And when they got punished, they got skinned <laughs> alive. The old Idaho State Penitentiary in Boise, Idaho has gained quite the uh, reputation for being haunted over the years. While not sure if there's if there were reports of being haunted while it was uh, a it functioned as a prison. Many people have reported strange occurrences in the 43 years since the inmates left. Maybe some of the inmates stayed. Well, no, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe crap. Yeah. I believe the location with the uh, with a history of high stress, unhappiness, violence, and tragedy seem to be the uh, fuel for the hauntings. This could be a reason why many of the many of the most well known haunted places are prisons or hospitals and insane asylums. Are haunted. Well, think about it, because a lot of uh, yeah, bad stuff happens, and a lot of <coughs> people there. Yeah, activity and just a bunch of energy and stuff. One of the reasons the 144-year-old penitentiary is unique is that it was built almost entirely by the inmates themselves. Could you imagine? Oh. 
Yeah, could you imagine sitting there building something knowing that's where you're going to go to jail? It's like an ant colony. They build yeah. their house and they stay in it. Uh, where was I? Okay. The first building was constructed in 1870 and and accept the first uh and accepted the first prisoners in 1872. For the next 18 years our pris- all prisoners were held in a single cell house. By 1890 the new cell house was finished and had 3 towers of 42 straight cells. The third tier on the side facing the rose garden was death row. The condemned man, the condemned man, could look out the window and see the gallows. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Hey, that's the gallows where you're gonna hang to death. The rose gardens, the old Idaho State Penitentiary rose garden, is impressive for a couple of reasons. It started a it started as a test garden in the late eighteen hundreds for the Rose Company Jackson and Perkins. And the garden was entirely tended by the uh, prisoners. He also used as the site for these for six of the ten people executed at the old Idaho State Penitentiary between nineteen oh one and nineteen twenty six. Wooden gallows were constructed in the northeastern corner of the prison yard, directly behind the new cell house. The Rose Garden is also one of the locations where numerous people have described witnessing paranormal activity. That's nice. uh, People have reported experiencing sudden, severe headaches and seeing a red light floating around the garden area. My favorite story from this area is that one of the apparition of an older prisoner tending the roses. Visitors that have seen this ghost at first think he's an employee dressed up only to turn around and find that he has vanished and that museum staff never dress in historic prison uniforms. Oh, wow. That's scary. And in 1934, the Rose Garden gallows were torn down for the last time as the uh, warden felt its uh, presence was a bad influence on younger prisoners. Teach them not to mess up, boy. You better oh. going to the Rose Garden gallows. The solitary confinement building referred to by inmates as the Sahara was constructed in 1926, housing or yeah, housing 12, 13 by eight cell inmates would be put here for bad behavior and could spend anywhere from days to weeks in solitary confinement. In, little Billy. Inmates were fed once a day. Oh my God! Wow, that uh, could shower once a week. And the only light they had was what would shine through a small opening in the top of the cell. Guards later recalled how they would often hear the men confide in these little cells screaming and yelling. Visitors to the old penitentiary have reported this area as well as cell house five 
as having the heaviest feel feel like something on their chest. I intended I intended intended <laughs> I tended I tended I tend I tend to believe that places such as this had high levels of neg neg of negativity emotions seem almost to absorb those emotions over time. Whatever your beliefs are regarding the paranormal, it is hard not to feel a sense of uneasiness when you're when you enter the place that held uh, very dangerous and disturbing people. Oh no. Oh no. <clears throat> The multi-purpose building at the old penitentiary was constructed in 1923. Over the years, it was used as a shirt factory, uh, laundry, a license plate shop, bakery, shoe shop, and a hobby room. It also housed the uh, oh, the uh, showers and stuff. It was uh, rumored to be a hot spot for paranormal activity. I confirmed at least one on death occurred in this building, and it happened during it happened August of nineteen of it happened in the riot of nineteen of the riot of August of nineteen seventy one. Four days after the riot ended. Guards found William Butler dead. His stabbed and beaten body had been rolled up inside a gym mat in the uh, multi-purpose building. Mmm, lovely. Oh, perfect. Just great. Cell uh, House 4 was completed in 1952, and it was the largest and most modern building of the old penitentiary. It was also the site of a suicide that made headlines across the country. Douglas Van Vlock was convicted of the uh, was convicted of murdering his ex-wife Mildred Hook and two policemen in 1935. Shortly after the trial ended. He was sentenced to hang on December 10th of 1937. Things would not quite turn out as expected. However, at 6.30 p.m. on December the 9th, Van Flake was uh, visited by 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 a reverend. I guess that means a preacher or something. He was visited by Reverend from the okay. He was uh, visited by Reverend from the uh, local church in Boise, and administrated his last. Uh, uh, what do you call it? His last uh, wishes, kind of. I guess his parents arrived to say their to say goodbye to their son in his cell. Well, that was just sad. The cell doors, uh, the cell door was open, and closely uh, watched by prison. God, mm. <laughs> and carefully watched by a prison guard. 
just before leaving, his mother hugged him and whispered something in his ear. As his parents exited the cell, he broke away from the garden, scrambled up to the uh, rafters of the cell block. He walked across the beam to the uh, far corner of the uh, ceiling and stayed there. The warden ordered guards to grab a net and along with a, a prison chaplain and Van Volk's attorney. They spent 30 minutes trying to convict him, convince him to come down. As the guards, guards arrived with the net, Van uh, shouted, I have, the right to, I have the right to choose the way I die, and dove headfirst 30 feet into the concrete floor below. He landed on his head and right shoulder. Still alive, prison officials rolled him into a mattress and covered him with a blanket. And uh, he was pronounced dead at 12.32 on Friday, December 10th, uh, 1937. Wow, six days before my birthday. Mm. That's scary. Just 20 or so minutes after his uh, suicide... It was uh, later said that the word his words his mother whispered to him were that he could choose the way he died. They also suspected he uh, oh suspected she slipped him a razor blade, which was found on his body too. Wow. That's just <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Here we go at the last cell constructed. The last cell constructed at the penitentiary was cell house five. It held the worst of the worst and was home to death row. Built in 1954, the cell was the cell block was made up entirely of solitary confinement cells. It also has built-in gallow and a drop house. The blue door in the picture above was connected to the drop house so that the bodies could be quickly removed. It is also rumored to be one of the most haunted parts of the penitentiary, too. In 1956, Raymond Swoden, uh, often refer referred to as Idaho's Jack the Ripper, was convicted of the murder of Miss Cora Dean on the evening of September 22nd in 1956. Cora had the uh, un Unfortunate luck of running into Shodan while at the uh, Hi-Ho Club. After refusing to leave with him, they got into an argument in the uh, alley between the club. And Cora reportedly kicked him in the crotch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, wait. What is that now? Okay. Kicked him in the crotch. And he attacked her. Okay. So oh. she didn't get away. Slitting her throat. Oh, my God. Slitting her throat. Detectives Detectives later found that found her spinal cord had been severed. And she had been stabbed 29 times. God. Swooden uh, would be the only inmate hung in the uh, newly constructed cell house five. And it did not go smoothly. On October the 18th of 1957, Soden was... Uh, led 60 feet from his cell on death row to the gallows. 
The small room directly outside the gallows was for the family uh, of the vic- family of the victim and the officials to watch the execution through a large glass. After the uh, noise, well, I guess when it happened, they heard some noise, and then they seen the body. After no- the noise was placed, or, or I ain't that far yet, I'm sorry. After the noose was placed around his uh, neck, and the large lever pulled to open the, the uh, trap doors, the doors opened so violently it caused the glass window to shatter the noise also felt to uh, break sweden's neck and he hung for 15 minutes slowly strangling to death people have reported uh, odd occurrences in this area including sounds of someone st- uh, struggling to f- you know to breathe mm-hmm. or their uh, cell doors of clothes are open and they see full-bodied apparitions Many believe it's the ghost of that guy. Pretty creepy place right there, man. That's another place I need to go check out on the old bucket list. I wonder how bad it hurt when he hit that concrete floor. Went from 30 feet in the air, just... Woo! Well, guys... Hope y'all enjoyed this one. Like I said, I'm going to do prisons for a while, and then we'll get back to some other stuff, I guess. But <laughs> for now, we'll do this, and it'll be pretty fun. But you want to say bye, Steph? Bye. Well, we will see you guys later, and y'all be good, and yo gabba gabba and whatever. This has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm your host, Stephen LaBooth. And Don't I, forget to oh. check out our <laughs> podcast our uh, YouTube channel yes, and uh, don't forget to check us out on Spotify we're pretty much on any platform now yeah, so TikTok, check us out anywhere YouTube. just want to say thanks for the downloads thanks for the support and thanks for the new followers I'm looking forward to keep doing it and doing it all the time and don't forget I'm your co-host that's my co-host <laughs> alright guys we will holler at you later now be scary bye